Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Right, is that it? Sounded like just one of those things. Bud Powell, of course. Nobody else played like Bud Powell. Here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Everyone has now seen it on the news. The Dallas Safari Club, comprised of wealthy hunters, of course, will bid for the right to shoot an endangered black rhino. Now, I'm not going to have much say about this. An account in the newspaper says, only old geriatric bulls, <laughs> only old geriatric bulls which are marginalized in the population and do not contribute to reproduction are trophy hunted. <laughs> The practice of shooting geriatric males who do not contribute to reproduction sets a dangerous precedent. I would be out there protesting with a sign on street corners if it were not so difficult to walk.
while riding on my bicycle, that was going through my head over and over and over, and I said, I forgot to play that on the next Humble Farmer radio show. I had never heard that song until maybe a month ago. I heard it on television, on that television channel that just plays music, and it said Paul Desmond, and I listened. The name of it is Till the Clouds Roll By. And I have since learned that it's a Jerome Kern tune, and it was the name of a musical. Very, very nice tune. Very nice. I think that was uh, Ron Carter on the back there, perhaps. Do, do. Paul Desmond, Ron Carter on bass, I think. Things I didn't know. Things I didn't know. You know of many situations where less is more, and this is one of them. This is one of the things I didn't know, and it has to do with less is more. If you pour Coca-Cola in a pan and put your rusty tools in it to dissolve the rust, after two weeks a scum of mold forms on the top.
Mm, Bud Powell. We will be hearing from Bud Powell on this show. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer. With any luck at all, I'll be playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite radio station. I thank you for listening. My, I can be contacted at thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. There is an Olympic medalist named Bode Miller who described the act of skiing wasted. That's what he called it. Skiing is wasted. And he compared skiing to lawlessly driving while intoxicated. Well, after reading this, I wanted to know more about a man who seems to see things so clearly. Mr. Miller has started a business. And the way I understand this business, veterans returning from combat with a leg or half a brain missing can buy into Miller's company. He said something about wanting to help returning combat veterans who are unable to find a job even at minimum wage. And the message here from Mr. Miller seems to be that Corporate America has eaten the meat in the nut, and the empty shell can well fend for itself. So he's going to do what he can to help. What do you suppose Mr. Miller must think about the handsome recruiters in crisp, flashy uniforms who haunt high schools in economically depressed areas, where graduates are offered a wicked high salary and an education for just joining the Army? which Mr. Miller might even compare to joining a labor union. And suppose someone is able to acclimate oneself to army life and is able to survive out 20 years. What in the world does the country get out of that but a 38-year-old voter with a government pension and government health care who doesn't believe in government health care, unions or Unemployment insurance. songs of love but not for me a lucky stars above but not for me with love to lead the way I've found more clouds of gray than any Russian play could guarantee I was a fool to fall and get that way I hold alas and also lack a day Although I can't dismiss the memory of her kiss I guess she's not for me ¶¶ 
was a fool to fall and get that way. I hold alas and also like the day. Although I can't dismiss the memory of her kiss, I guess she's not for me. Chet Baker, I suppose you could say. <laughs> Gee whiz, everybody. That Humble seems to be playing on his show as either a died from alcoholism or drugs. Must be some straight musicians out there that survived. Do you think in quantitative terms? One of Marsha's friends replied to Marsha's letter with this. We live in close quarters, a 1,300-square-foot condo and a former church. I do understand, oh no, that's me, I do understand that one gets square feet by multiplying length by width. So, 1,300 square feet, their place could be 10 feet wide and 130 feet long. Have you ever been to our house? I have no idea how wide our house is or how long it is or how many square feet it is. The only time you'd need to know that would be when you were going to cut down a spruce tree to saw into a six-by-six to replace the rotted sills on the north side. Does a 1,300-square-foot condo mean anything to you? When I really want to confuse people, I tell them that we live in an area about the size of the reading room at Harvard Law School.
Bud Powell. And you will notice that I very seldom say anything about the people who play, the musicians, because I find it too depressing. If you want to be depressed, turn to Wikipedia and read up on the life of Bud Powell. <laughs> and now for something cheerful. You probably heard of the man who shot his stepdaughter who was coming in through a window. Here's a stepdaughter coming in through a window, man shot her. He thought it was a burglar, he said, and she made his day. I wonder how many of us have ever heard steps in our home in the day or night and wondered who it was and then be startled to see a friend or relative who says, Hey there, hey, my car broke down. Can you give me a ride home? Anyone who thinks about this should keep a loaded pistol handy. Have it right under your seat cushion there where you sit in. Sooner or later, some relative or neighbor that you could do without is going to knock at your door. You can shout, hey, come on in, and then stand your ground and blow them away when they enter. If you think about this critically, you certainly realize that it is your word against someone who is unlikely to testify. If you read the newspapers, you must realize that I am not the first person to consider the inherent possibilities in standing your ground.
nice changes in behind the end of there, wasn't it? Uh, I'm looking for the modern version of a tiny tape recorder that I can put in my pocket so I can listen to Agatha Christie in Dutch or Italian while I ride my bicycle 10 miles every morning. My problem is, that's not my stomach growling, I hope. My problem is that I don't know what they call these tiny machines that are the modern version of the tape recorder. Everything I've looked at never fails. Every time I want to make this program. <laughs> Shall I start again? Let's give it a try. I'm looking for the modern version. I'm looking for the modern version. <laughs> I'm looking for the modern version of a tiny tape recorder that I can put in my pocket so I can listen to Agatha Christie in Dutch or Italian while I ride my bicycle 10 miles every morning. My problem is that I don't know what they call these tiny machines that are the modern version of the tape recorder. Everything I've looked at says it holds games and videos. I just want it to play audio that I can listen to with headphones. I might put 60 minutes of French on the machine and listen to the same conversation over and over for a month, or perhaps for four months. The terminology went off and left me ten or so years ago. I can't understand the language that describes these machines online. I don't understand what any of the words mean, so I'm going in a store to see if a clerk can tell me what I want. I was once in Greece, where I was invited to go into the kitchen and point at what I wanted to eat. Because I couldn't say anything in Greece, in Greek, so I had to point at it. And buying the machine I want is even much more complicated and difficult than that. Eight gig of storage might let me put 285 hours of language on the machine. Now think about this. If I listen to one hour over and over for four months until I've learned it, if I'm lucky, the machine I saw online would hold enough information to last me 88 years. Will you tell me why children need a machine that will hold three million songs?
Mm. Paul here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening with any luck at all. I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. While looking online for a machine that would hold 10 hours of language tapes, <laughs> I found this. It says, Apple iPod Shuffle 2GB Black 3rd Generation. Discontinued by manufacturer. Now we might be getting close to what I'd like to have. I see that this one was discontinued by manufacturer. Why was this machine discontinued by the manufacturer? Probably too many people were able to figure out how to operate it. Pick yourself up. Take a deep breath. Dust yourself off and start all over again. Nothing's impossible. I have found for when my chin is on the ground, I pick myself up, dust myself off, and start over again. Don't lose your confidence if you slip. Be grateful for a pleasant trip and pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start over again. Work like a soul inspired. The battle of the day is won You may be sick and tired But you'll be a man, my son Or will you remember the famous men Who had to fall to rise again So take a deep breath Pick yourself up Joseph off and start all over
Solatido. Nat King Cole, George Sheeran. While I'm reading a book I bought for a quarter, 25 cent book, mint condition. This was a book on quantum mechanics, and while reading this book named Quantum, I came upon the name Bill Hamilton. And I learned that in 1964, Bill Hamilton published his theory of the genetic evolution of social behavior. Because I'm interested in social behavior, I read 15 pages of algebraic formulas before I came to the first thing I could understand. It said, The alarm call of a bird probably involves a small extra risk to the individual making it by rendering it more noticeable to the approaching predator. But the consequent reduction of risk to a nearby bird previously unaware of danger must be much greater. Any Maine Coast lobsterman reading this might then ask, Hey, how come seagulls scream to tell all their friends about it when there's food and, and then they fight over it when the friends arrive? These seagulls are obviously not thinking. You and I have seen movies where the prospector looks up and screams, Gold! Gold! He is immediately trampled in the rush. This would seem to indicate that neither people nor seagulls can keep their mouths shut when they are excited. Something
Bud Powell here on The Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you again for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. My words, very quiet here, kind of unusual. Years ago, my wife... Marsha, the almost perfect woman, and I boarded an airplane in London and flew to Boston. There was a nice young man sitting next to Marsha, and naturally she had to ask him what he did. There was always a chance that he might ask her to do something fun and exciting, like scrape and paint his house or clean out his stables. He was not a spy. We used to go to Europe on airplanes from time to time, and I think it is interesting that we never got to sit next to people who say, I am a spy, when you ask them what they do. Camden is full of old retired spies. You'd think you'd run into one of them on an airplane. And statistically speaking, wouldn't you think that you'd get to meet a spy at least once in every 40 or 50 international flights? If you've watched any spy movies at all, you know that half of every spy movie consists of a spy-infested airplane taking off in Istanbul and landing with smoking tires at JFK. Because you know how it always shows the tires smoking in spy movies when those planes touch down. I once mentioned to Marsha that I thought I would make a good spy. You know, I'm such a inconspicuous, plain-looking old man that no one would ever suspect me, you know. I could get away with anything. And my wife said, What are you talking about? You're the only person I've ever heard of who's had a sandwich bag checked by security. (laughs) My wife, Marcia, should be in the security business. You can't get nothing by her. Today, assault is in there, dog biscuit is three to one, safety pin has been scratched, <laughs> and at twenty to one, beetle bomb. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length. And a fetal bomb. 
around the first turn. Stew Chan is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Beautiful Linda is third and a beetle bomb. Into the back stretch. Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second, very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the bunch! And beetle bomb. At the half, Stew Chan still out in front. Apartment house is second with plenty of room. Assault is passing battery. Assault battery! Notary So Jack is fourth. And in last place by ten lengths, I believe it is. Yes, it is Beetle Bomb. Around the turn, heading for home. It's Stew Chan and Dog Biscuit and Girdle in the stretch. Flying Sylvester is third. And mother-in-law nagging in the rear. Oh, oh, oh. And now they come down to the wire. And it's number one. And now number two. And it's very close. It'll either be a photo finish or an oil painting. And now Lewis leads with a left. And Lewis is in there slugging. And it's a battle. And now they're tearing hair. There's hair all over the ring. There's hair all over the place. I don't know whose hair it is. It's mine. And there goes the winner. Spike Jones and did you I never realized when I first heard that fifty six six sixty years ago. Beautiful Linda is of course redundant. From time to time you see on the news that the president of France is out sporting about town on a motorcycle with some hot young lovely at two AM while his wife is sick or incapacitated in the hospital. Anyone who has made a study of the alpha male sees this as predictable behavior. Many do it. Only a few get caught. Think about this. A U.S. senator's wife is certainly not going to blab everything she knows. You might have asked yourself if a man's ability to live up to his marriage vows have anything at all to do with his ability to govern a country or run a huge corporation. Well, do they? You've known many very successful men who didn't slow down until smoking constricted their arteries. You might have always marveled that Clinton's simple indiscretions got more bad press and cries for his impeachment than George W. Bush got for starting an illegal war that cost this country trillions of dollars and killed thousands of people. Perhaps the French are more reasonable about some things. The humble farmer question of the week under No Things Considered is, can we compare powerful men who have affairs with leaking chemical tanks that poison people? You can be sure, I'm going to say that again to make sure you get this. Can we compare powerful men who have affairs with leaking chemical tanks that poison people? You can be sure that there are a lot more of both of them out there than meet the eye. 